Hey everybody, happy Friday. Ah, is that like, is that the, uh, I, I feel like that's the, um, the secret word from PB's Playhouse. It's Friday. Ah! That's, sorry for all the screaming. I know it's early. Well, it's early for me. It's 7.20 here on the West Coast. Welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. Ah, this is C-Note, a.k.a. Christian Rivera. This is the show that is kind of like man bod. Acceptable if you're older than 27. <laughs> so today, I wanted to talk about... I never know where to segue from that, actually. I gotta figure out how to like make that a little bit smoother. I mean, I like to do the pause, because I'm assuming laughter. And that's why I named my previous comedy podcast Zero Laugh Track, because it was just me telling jokes, and then I would like pause. <laughs> pause for the pause for the applause, or pause for the for the laugh. Because I know it's kind of there, so I gotta give it a minute. I'm like running my own sitcom here, but it's an assumed pause, so if you're not actually laughing, then it's just awkward. I don't know. Anyway, hi. Happy Friday. Today, I wanted to talk about jokes. Jokes in the sense that a lot of people are not very good at them. <laughs> um, I, even I'm not good at them much of the time. Um, we just have to work through these jokes. Though, what I want to really talk about is the desire to make a terrible joke. The, the, like, a terrible joke that isn't funny. Or, or socially appropriate. Or, like, there there are lines. Like, for me, my, my gamut of what I think is a funny joke is really, really wide. Like, I have no problem making cocaine jokes. I have no problem making baby gangster jokes. I have no problem making jokes about eating children. Like, that's not... It's funny. It's fine. Nobody's actually eating children. I'm sure people are actually eating children, but it's not, like, a big trigger thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't... I hope... If you're triggered by, by, by me talking about eating babies or children... Not babies. That's different. <laughs> eating children. That's probably... Let's, let me know. Maybe I'll, I'll nip that in the bud. But it's fine. You know, when you're, when you're doing comedy stuff or just trying to be funny, for me, like, comedy has always been a defense mechanism, so I use that to, like, shield all the darkness. <laughs> I did this, like, brooding face. You didn't see it because it's radio. Shielding the darkness. Um, but comedy is, comedy is good in the, in the sense that you're making other people laugh, so you can't make it awkward or morbid or or shock value just for the shake of shake of shock value just for the shake of shock value you can't just you can't just do that you can't just do the shock value shing anyway i don't know what i'm doing there uh but even a well crafted like cocaine joke is funny at least in my eyes. Like, it depends on what your moral values. My moral values are a little loose, so it doesn't really bother me. Um, but there are obvious jokes that shouldn't be made, like using the N-word or Nazis. <laughs> like, it's, it's it, like pro-Nazi jokes. Like, you can't, you can't do that stuff. Like, it's just, just stop. Like, the Kathy Griffin holding Donald Trump's head. Like, I get what she's going for there, but at the same time... It's more aggressive than it is funny. And it doesn't serve any kind of helpful purpose. Like, as much as 
like a lot of people don't like Donald Trump. I don't want his head on a stick. That's just ridiculous. It's barbaric. It's we're better than that. You're better than that. Come on, grow up. Like he's a jerk, but head on a stick. Come on, you're just an asshole. So stop. <laughs> That's where the line gets drawn. You know, you're just going when you're just trying to go for shock value. It's not funny. I don't like. See, there, there are a couple types of comedians that I don't really appreciate. Shock value comedians who are just saying something to get a rise out of people or um, blatantly racial comedians. Like, I think you can go down that rabbit hole of, like, like white people do this and black people do this and Hispanics, like, you're all fiery. Like, that's fine. I, I, I get that you can make new and expand jokes upon that because you're describing people. Like, you're not using stereotypes negatively. But anyway, let's go. Drums, Okay, so jokes, Friday, end of the week. I'm not actually saying jokes, this is just me talking about jokes, which is not very funny at all, actually, but it's kind of funny because of the way that I said it. So that's kind of funny too. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about jokes because. I think it's an interesting topic. It's going to be more of like a rant than it is an actual like thought out topic because I didn't have a topic. I was literally walking to my car, literally, I didn't say that well, literally. Every once in a while my Philly accent sneaks in and when I get more like into this like kind of character mode, like my more upbeat, aggressive type, I slip into like Philly accent stuff so it sounds a little bit more Philly accent and um... I typically have never had a, like an intense Philly accent, but I grew up in Northeast Philly where the accent is like super strong and annoying. I can't even reproduce it. I'm actually, I will play for you in the future. Maybe when I get to work, Tina Fey does an amazing Philly accent. It's so good in how obnoxious it is. <laughs> it's the worst. It's one of my least favorite accents, funny, funny enough, um, even though I grew up with it. <laughs> and every time I go home, it's, uh, it is intense. It is, it is so, it is so jarring because I've been away from it for so long. And it's funny enough because they don't realize that they have an accent. Plenty of people don't realize they have one, but they just haven't left Philly. So they don't know that other normal accents exist. <laughs> I'm hating on the Philly accent a lot. It's like, it's got its charms, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's a little, there's something about the accent that like reeks of, reeks of lack of self-awareness <laughs> kind of like uh kind of like the boston accent like it's so bad that you have to know that it's bad and like make the adjustment right <laughs> that's how i feel but i don't know maybe they just love it i have no idea what do i what do i know i have no whatever um i don't have a strong one but when it leaks out and like every once in a while like i like the aggressiveness like i like the the general east coastness of of the way that I speak, but at the same time, when I say like little words, weird, like emotional, <laughs> you can hear it, right? It, emo, 
and no. I don't know, it's, it's just, ah, it drives me nuts. <laughs> I hear it mostly when I listen back, um, and it's not, it's not very fun, but whatever. It's, it is what it is. It's me. I own it. It's cool. Um, anyway, jokes. Um, I was, yeah, I was literally, so yeah, the point of that is that sometimes, with the literally tangent, was that sometimes with the Philly accent, we combine words together or we mumble quite a bit. So every once in a while, I'll kind of mumble because I get from word to word. It's like the, the speaking equivalent of forgetting to put a word in a sentence, which I do a lot. Um, those who I've been speaking to lately will understand that I do that quite a bit. And um, say those, it's been like one or two people. <laughs> I don't... I don't talk to people much, um, but sometimes we combine words. So like, did you eat yet becomes jeet yet. And so I was saying literally, it was like, literally. <laughs> so anyway, I was literally walking to my car and I thought of the topic of just talking about jokes, which gives me time to just kind of fill it with nonsense, which is what I've been doing. But I want to talk about jokes because people think that they can just say whatever they want and say, just kidding, and it's fine, and that's not how it works. Like, you can't use the N-word, which I would use right now because it doesn't bother me, but I don't want to be offensive, and in this context it wouldn't even be offensive, but it's inappropriate. It's not my word to use, so I can't, I can't do it. It's really, it's not anyone's word to use. Nobody should be using it. Uh, I, I, I don't even understand why the black community still continues to own it. Um, not, I, okay, I don't mean to put a broad brush when I say that, but there are still plenty of dudes, it's mostly dudes that I hear, that still use it as like a keep each other in check kind of word, like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent, but I can't really, there's no word that's like it. So you can't just like free-floatingly use the word. I, I've heard people, I've heard intelligent uses of it in comedy, but at the same time, it is a very, very fine line to 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 jump on like the joke that i had the other day about was about an impression of a uh, a sassy black woman and it wasn't really a bad joke which i'll say it next because i don't think it's that bad but i'd like for you to hear it so i've committed to telling that joke on the air but you're probably just gonna have to wait <laughs> until i feel like i naturally get to a place where it's I'm comfortable to, to tell the joke. It's not a bad, it's not bad, it's just a joke that, like, you know, when you're, when you're playing in the comedy space, whether you're a comedian, stand-up comedian, comedy writer, someone that does improv, things like that, you have to consider a lot more than the average person. I think the average person, who honestly still doesn't consider enough that they should, as, as much as they should, um, with comedy, you're actively playing in these spaces that are pushing boundaries. So you do have to be more careful than ever. Um, we had a situation at Improv where we were doing this Jerry Springer show type of skit, and um, and and somebody decided to go like the cliche route of um, like a black family, and there was like two people that were arguing over like owning someone. But it wasn't in, like, a slavery context, and it just came out so bad. I was not in that skit, but I heard it, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is not, don't, what is go? no, let's stop, stop the presses. I should have stopped it then and there. I wasn't the one running the show, but I should have stopped it. 
that was just not going down a, a good place, and um, that guy never came back. So it, it's 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 unfortunate because sometimes you have to almost work through um, those kinds of things. And I keep going towards like racial stuff, but it's more than that. It's those are just kind of like easy examples. Um, but there are so many people that feel like they can make comfortable jokes or clo- jokes behind closed doors, like the um, the the. The, the reason I was, been, like, fairly, quote-unquote, woke, sort of at a young age, is because I grew up in a very white neighborhood in Northeast Philly, which is typically, um, they're, well, they're not racially friendly all the time, let's say that. There's, there's plenty of people who are, but there are plenty of people who are, at least at the time, this was maybe early 90s, I should say. So definitely a time when people are, were a little bit more open about things, but still, you know, not as much as the time before it. But I remember plenty of times I would go to my friend's house and I would hear their parents, you know, white parents, and I'm not, I apologize for singling this stuff out. I apologize to make, I'm not trying to make this a white versus black thing. It's just an example of, um, a lot of people who are trying to make bad jokes behind closed doors that involved the N-word or involved racial things. Um, and I've heard it the other way, too. I've heard plenty of people, and I don't want to say the other way. Uh, see, like, you, when you work through this, you got to workshop it and work through it. Now, I'm working through it publicly, but this is kind of, like, what my thought process is in my brain. Like, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to communicate things is because I, I want to show that plenty of people, including comedians or people who aren't comedians, who are who are ignorant to a lot of the ways that people should speak or talk about these things, are kind of working through these thoughts. Because for me, it's like, I'm starting to go down this rabbit hole of trying to explain something, and I feel like I'm just making it worse. So I need to pull back a little bit. <laughs> but, like, the main point is I want to talk about jokes being this thing that is, it's a craft. It really is a craft. Like, I think I'm funny because people have told me that I'm funny and not because I just say jokes and laugh at them and therefore I'm funny. That's not how that works. If you just say a joke and you think it's funny, that's not, that's not the whole story. Like, you can't just tell a racist joke to yourself or a joke about, like, little kids or pedophilia or something and you say it to yourself and you're like haha that's funny like you gotta you gotta kind of like put it in front of people (laughs) and then if they tell you no you can't say that then you stop (laughs) then you don't go that way (laughs) that's pretty much how that works you know there was this issue with PewDiePie where he was openly saying like Nazi jokes but he was kind of ignorant to the fact that um, you know he's like Nazis don't exist anymore And, you know, he's separated from a lot of things that are going on in the world. And with the Charlottesville stuff that happened recently, he came out and said, oh, now I get it. There are people out there that are like that. So I don't want to be associated with that at all. I'm sorry. And, you know, sometimes it's just a place of pure ignorance. Really being a good comic or being a good funny person is in practicing restraint. Because the low-hanging fruit is only funny to people who haven't heard jokes in the last 20 years. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. I, like, when I hear a tired old reused joke, it's, like, so upsetting to me. Like, 
when I hear when I hear blatantly racist or blatantly uh, sexist or terrible jokes, it's to me it's not even about the content of the joke <laughs> most of the time because I don't I'm not bothered by a lot of that stuff. Um, I understand the racial insensitivity or the sexist insensitivity, a lot of those things, but at the same time, I'm more so looking at the joke and saying like, you couldn't think of anything better. Like, that's the part that kind of upsets me from like a comedian standpoint. Because in the last 20 years or so, like if you look at all the comics in the 90s, and probably way before then, but I'm, I'm going to use that as reference. Uh, like comedians in the 90s, I remember like D.L. Hughley and D.L. Hughley. <laughs> There's a whole lot of comedians, but I can't think of any. So probably not good to just single out D.L. Hughley, Hughley. But there were so many comedians who they were like black comedians who were doing vo white voice and white comedians who were doing black voice and just picking at each other and doing the typical like differences between men and women. Women are crazy. Men are lazy. And all that bullshit stuff that like it's the same same jokes over and over again it's like all right we get it you think men are dumb all right you get it we think women are crazy yeah 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 like the generalizations are typically being kind of torn down a bit and it's just not not as funny anymore because more people are sensitive to that more people are aware of that um and even through that comedy i think it made a lot of people aware of those social issues because a lot of people were looking around and they were just like, wait, I'm not like that. Why do people think I'm like that? Um, and it kind of breaks down that wall a little bit or makes people think about it. So, but the thing is also like those, those jokes were told over and over and over again for so many times over the last 20 years that I hear it now. And it's like, oh, come on, like you could do better. <laughs> like not even that you could say a joke that is more racially sensitive, which you should, but at the same time, it should just be a better joke. Should be better delivery, should be a different cadence, should just be a different thing. But as a person who is trying to evolve comedically, you should also consider the fact that you're a person that needs to evolve and grow with the scope of society. If society is going in a direction of being more sensitive of people, people's needs <clears throat> and triggers and, um, being just more socially accepting. It's about socially accepting people and not sensitivity and all this snowflake bullshit. Like, all that stuff is ridiculous. Like, I'm ranting right now. <laughs> and if you call in and you start cursing at me, I'm not going to post it. Well, I'm going to post it, but I'm going to publicly humiliate you afterwards. So, just be prepared. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Snowflake stuff, I think, is ridiculous because it's an excuse for people to not use their brain. For people to just say, like, somebody posted a meme about, like, the person who got killed in Charlottesville saying um, what was was kind of labeled as a joke, being it a meme. It was the meme of the guy that points to his head, and it said, like, you know, can't, can't get killed at a rally if you're at work or something like that. And, like, that's not even a joke. It's wrapped in a meme, but it's not a joke. <laughs> like, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. Like, things that are wrapped in the cadence of a joke, but they're not jokes. It's not a joke. It's something that someone would say to someone else in a mean-spirited way, but then they put a funny, cute picture on it, and it's a joke, quote-unquote. Or if you try to call them out on it, they're like, I'm just kidding. I'm not, like, 
I'm not like that. I'm not a racist. I'm not racially intensive. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a white supremacist. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. What do you think of the person? I'm not that person. So it's, it's like, what are you doing? Uh, then, then don't share that shit. Think about it a little bit more. Think about the jokes that you're saying. Think about the impact that it has on people. If you're saying a joke and people don't find it funny, it's not fucking funny. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> I would appreciate, though, that this rant is taking me down a rabbit hole that is uh, firing me up a little bit. I curse a little bit more, so I apologize. I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> if it bothers you, please let me know. I will adjust. Um, and I, I say that for anything, because I'm going to leak more of my comedy, my comedic stylings, into the things that I do. And if there is ever anything that upsets or bothers or doesn't sit as funny to you in an attempt to be funny, I would love for you to please tell me. Please be open about it. I would love to have that dialogue. Because, A, I'm not going to necessarily just secede, but at the same time, I would love to hear why. I would love to hear that, you know, whether it was like the cursing or the whatever. And I know I'm going to lose favorites or followers because I curse more or I'm trying to fit in jokes that maybe aren't very savory to some people. Um, that's fine because I have an aggressive tone and some people don't like that. Some people would per prefer an NPR voice where we can just talk about rainbows and sunshine and political unrest. Yeah, let's talk about that for a while. Everything feels... everything's on fire, but I'm gonna keep talking like this because it makes me feel really good about the life around me. I feel really good about the life I'm leading. And yeah, everything's fine. I mean, people are dying, but it's cool. I can handle it. As long as I keep talking like this, everything will be okay, right? And we can talk about motivation and helping people, because that's always good, right? So, I mean, the world's on fire, but you can't see that, because this is radio. So, we're just gonna keep doing this. That's no big deal. And, um, you're just gonna hit, listen to the sweet sounds of my voice in a musical cadence, because that's just how I think. That's how I work. I'm very musical, which also helps with comedy. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm taking this bit on for way too long, but it's also kind of funny that it's going on for way too long. Uh, I don't really know where to go with this. I actually think of the SNL skit where Alec Baldwin is on the radio and he's talking about his, uh, sweaty balls. The, he, his name is Sweaty, and he makes, uh, I think it was like cookie dough balls or something, like donut holes, and he called them Sweaty Balls, uh, which was a pretty funny, um, sort of deal. I don't even know if you can hear me because the sounds of me driving are probably louder than me speaking. <laughs> so, um, well, that could have just been a lot of mumbling, but that's fine. We're just, we're just talking in our NPR voice now. We're talking in our inside voices. And we're just going to finish this podcast this way. Because, I don't know, this is life. It's quiet. As long as you speak in a quiet voice, everything will be okay. 
right? That's how this works. You can't be aggressive. Aggressive is not happy. <laughs> aggressive is not happy for you. You know, you gotta speak softly. Because when you speak softly, it's more pleasant. People enjoy you. I'm driving next to a giant truck. So that's gonna be loud. But that's fine. Because I'm still speaking softly. And everything's okay. I could be barreling into the sun. And as long as I talk like this, everything will be fine. It's no big deal. We can handle life, right? We can do these things. We can not make terrible jokes. We can... We can live our lives without having to make racist comments or sexist jokes about women being crazy or how vaginas are weird. But penises are even weirder, which is why that's funny also. So, that's really... All genitalia is pretty weird. You just pick the one you're less offended by. Which is really what we're doing with jokes. We're just picking the one we're less offended by. But still laughing at. Don't laugh at vaginas. That's not very nice. That's not nice to vaginas. Don't laugh at penises either. That's not very nice. It's not very nice to penises. Anyway, this got weird. And it's going to continue to get weird for the next 20 seconds while I wrap this up. I hope you appreciated this ridiculous podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing with myself. Pretty sure I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. But that's cool. I'm excited. Arrive on my design. On all the social channels. Hi, my name is Christian.com. Give a call in. Let's talk. I love you guys.